0: Article 3 of the Apostles' Creed of the Large Catechism by Martin Luther, translated by F. Bente and W. H. T. Dow. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. This article, as I have said, I cannot relate better than to sanctification. That through the same the Holy Ghost with his office is declared and depicted, namely, that he makes holy. Therefore we must take our stand upon the word Holy Ghost, because it is so precise and comprehensive that we cannot find another. For there are besides many kinds of spirits mentioned in the Holy Scriptures, as the Spirit of man, heavenly spirits, and evil spirits. But the Spirit of God alone is called Holy Ghost, that is, he who has sanctified and still sanctifies us. For as the Father is called Creator, the Son Redeemer, so the Holy Ghost, from his work, must be called Sanctifier, or one that makes holy. But how is such sanctifying done? Answer, just as the Son obtains dominion, whereby he wins us through his birth, death, resurrection, and so forth, so also the holy ghost affects our sanctification by the following parts namely by the communion of saints or the christian church the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting that is he first leads us into his holy congregation and places us in the bosom of the church whereby he preaches to us and brings us to christ for neither you nor i could ever know anything of christ or believe on him, and obtain him for our Lord, unless it were offered to us and granted to our hearts by the Holy Ghost through the preaching of the gospel. The work is done and accomplished, for Christ has acquired and gained the treasure for us by his suffering, death, resurrection, and so forth. But if the work remained concealed, so that no one knew of it, then it would be in vain and lost. That this treasure therefore might not lie buried, but be appropriated and enjoyed, God has caused the word to go forth and be proclaimed, in which he gives the Holy Ghost to bring this treasure home and appropriate it to us. Therefore sanctifying is nothing else than bringing us to Christ to receive this good, to which we could not attain of ourselves. Learn then to understand this article most clearly. If you are asked, What do you mean by the words, I believe in the Holy Ghost? You can answer, I believe that the Holy Ghost makes me holy, as his name implies. But whereby does he accomplish this, or what are his method and means to this end? Answer, by the Christian church, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. For in the first place he has a peculiar congregation in the world, which is the mother that begets and bears every Christian through the word of God which he reveals and preaches, and through which he illumines and kindles hearts, that they understand, accept it, cling to it, and persevere in it. For where he does not cause it to be preached and made alive in the heart, so that it is understood, it is lost, as was the case under the papacy, where faith was entirely put under the bench, and no one recognized Christ as his Lord or the Holy Ghost as his sanctifier, That is, no one believed that Christ is our Lord in the sense that He has acquired this treasure for us without our works and merits, and made us acceptable to the Father. What then was lacking? This, that the Holy Ghost was not there to reveal it, and cause it to be preached. But men and evil spirits were there, who taught us to obtain grace and be saved by our works. Therefore it is not a Christian church either. For where Christ is not preached, there is no Holy Ghost who creates, calls, and gathers the Christian Church, without which no one can come to Christ the Lord. Let this suffice concerning the sum of this article. But because the parts which are here enumerated are not quite clear to the simple, we shall run over them also. The Creed denominates the Holy Christian Church, communionem sanctorum, a communion of saints, for both expressions taken together are identical. But formerly the one, the second expression, was not there, and it has been poorly and unintelligibly translated into German eine Gemeinschaft der Heiligen, a communion of saints. If it is to be rendered plainly, it must be expressed quite differently in the German idiom, for the word Ecclesia properly means in German eine Versammlung, an assembly. But we are accustomed to the word church, by which the simple do not understand an assembled multitude, but the consecrated house or building, although the house ought not to be called a church, except only for the reason that the multitude assembles there. For we who assemble there make and choose for ourselves a particular place, and give a name to the house according to the assembly. Thus the word kirche, church, means really nothing else than a common assembly, and is not German by idiom, but Greek, as is also the word ecclesia, for in their own language they call it curia, as in Latin it is called curia. Therefore in genuine German, in our mother tongue, it ought to be called a Christian congregation or assembly, eine christliche Gemeinde oder Sammlung, or, best of all and most clearly, holy Christendom, eine heilige Christenheit. So also, the word communio, which is added, ought not to be rendered communion, Gemeinschaft, but congregation, Gemeinde. And it is nothing else than an interpretation or explanation by which someone meant to explain what the Christian Church is. This our people who understood neither Latin nor German have rendered Gemeinschaft der Heiligen, communion of saints, although no German language speaks thus, nor understands it thus. But, to speak correct German, it ought to be Eine Gemeinde der Heiligen, a congregation of saints. That is, a congregation made up purely of saints. Or, to speak yet more plainly, Eine Heilige Gemeinde, a holy congregation. I say this in order that the words Gemeindschaft der Heiligen, communion of saints, may be understood, because the expression has become so established by custom that it cannot well be eradicated and it is treated almost as heresy if one should attempt to change a word. But this is the meaning and substance of this edition. I believe that there is upon earth a little holy group and congregation of pure saints, under one head, even Christ, called together by the Holy Ghost in one faith, one mind and understanding, with manifold gifts, yet agreeing in love, without sects or schisms, I am also a part and member of the same, a sharer and joint owner of all the goods it possesses, brought to it and incorporated into it by the Holy Ghost, by having heard and continuing to hear the word of God, which is the beginning of entering it. For formerly, before we had attained to this, we were altogether of the devil, knowing nothing of God and of Christ." Thus, until the last day, the Holy Ghost abides with the Holy Congregation, or Christendom, by means of which he fetches us to Christ, and which he employs to teach and preach to us the Word, whereby he works and promotes sanctification, causing it, this community, daily to grow and become strong in the faith and its fruits which he produces. We further believe that in this Christian church we have forgiveness of sins, which is wrought through the holy sacraments and absolution, moreover through all manner of consolatory promises of the entire gospel. Therefore whatever is to be preached concerning the sacraments belongs here, and in short the whole gospel, and all the offices of Christianity, which also must be preached and taught without ceasing. For although the grace of God is secured through Christ, and sanctification is wrought by the Holy Ghost through the word of God in unity of the Christian church. Yet on account of our flesh, which we bear about with us, we are never without sin. Everything, therefore, in the Christian church is ordered to the end that we shall daily obtain there nothing but the forgiveness of sin through the word and signs, to comfort and encourage our consciences as long as we live here. Thus, although we have sins, The grace of the Holy Ghost does not allow them to injure us, because we are in the Christian church, where there is nothing but continuous, uninterrupted forgiveness of sin, both in that God forgives us, and in that we forgive, bear with, and help each other. But outside of this Christian church, where the gospel is not, there is no forgiveness, as also there can be no holiness sanctification. Therefore all who seek and wish to merit holiness, sanctification, not through the gospel and forgiveness of sin, but by their works, have expelled and severed themselves from this church. Meanwhile, however, while sanctification has begun and is growing daily, we expect that our flesh will be destroyed and buried with all its uncleanness, and will come forth gloriously and arise to entire and perfect holiness in a new eternal life. FOR NOW WE ARE ONLY HALF PURE AND HOLY, SO THAT THE HOLY GHOST HAS EVER SOME REASON WHY TO CONTINUE HIS WORK IN US THROUGH THE WORD, AND DAILY TO DISPENSE FORGIVENESS, UNTIL WE ATTAIN TO THAT LIFE WHERE THERE WILL BE NO MORE FORGIVENESS, BUT ONLY PERFECTLY PURE AND HOLY PEOPLE, FULL OF GODLINESS AND RIGHTEOUSNESS, REMOVED AND FREE FROM SIN, DEATH AND ALL EVIL, IN A NEW, IMMORTAL, AND GLORIFIED BODY. Behold, all this is to be the office and work of the Holy Ghost, that He begin and daily increase holiness upon earth by means of these two things, the Christian church and the forgiveness of sin. But in our dissolution He will accomplish it altogether in an instant, and will forever preserve us therein by the last two parts. But the term offerstehung des Fleisches, Resurrection of the Flesh, here employed is not according to good German idiom. For when we Germans hear the word Fleisch, flesh, we think no farther than of the shambles. But in good German idiom we would say Auferstehung des Leibes, or Leichnam's, resurrection of the body. However, it is not a matter of much moment, if we only understand the words aright. This, now, is the article which must ever be and remain in operation. For creation we have received. Redemption, too, is finished. But the Holy Ghost carries on His work without ceasing to the last day. And for that purpose He has appointed a congregation upon earth by which He speaks and does everything. For He has not yet brought together all His Christian church, nor dispensed forgiveness. Therefore we believe in Him who, through the Word daily, brings us into the fellowship of this Christian church, and through the same word and the forgiveness of sins bestows, increases, and strengthens faith, in order that, when he has accomplished it all, and we abide therein, and die to the world and to all evil, he may finally make us perfectly and forever holy, which now we expect in faith through the word. Behold, here you have the entire divine essence, will, and work depicted most exquisitely, in quite short and yet rich words wherein consists all our wisdom, which surpasses and exceeds the wisdom, mind, and reason of all men. For although the whole world, with all diligence, has endeavoured to ascertain what God is, what He has in mind and does, yet has she never been able to attain to the knowledge and understanding of any of these things. But here we have everything in richest measure, FOR HERE IN ALL THREE ARTICLES HE HAS HIMSELF REVEALED AND OPENED THE DEEPEST ABYSS OF HIS PATERNAL HEART AND OF HIS PURE, UNUTTERABLE LOVE. FOR HE HAS CREATED US FOR THIS VERY OBJECT, THAT HE MIGHT REDEEM AND SANCTIFY US. AND IN ADDITION TO GIVING AND IMPARTING TO US EVERYTHING IN HEAVEN AND UPON EARTH, HE HAS GIVEN TO US EVEN HIS SON AND THE HOLY GHOST, BY WHOM TO BRING US TO HIMSELF, FOR AS EXPLAINED ABOVE, we could never attain to the knowledge of the grace and favour of the Father, except through the Lord Christ, who is a mirror of the paternal heart, outside of whom we see nothing but an angry and terrible judge. But of Christ we could know nothing either, unless it had been revealed by the Holy Ghost. These articles of the Creed, therefore, divide and separate us Christians from all other people upon earth. For all outside of Christianity, whether heathen, Turks, Jews, or false Christians and hypocrites, although they believe in and worship only one true God, yet know not what His mind towards them is, and cannot expect any love or blessing from Him. Therefore they abide in eternal wrath and damnation. For they have not the Lord Christ, and besides, are not illumined and favoured by any gifts of the Holy Ghost. From this you perceive that the Creed is a doctrine quite different from the Ten Commandments. For the latter teaches indeed what we ought to do, but the former tells what God does for us and gives to us. Moreover, apart from this, the Ten Commandments are written in the hearts of all men. The Creed, however, no human wisdom can comprehend, but it must be taught by the Holy Ghost alone. The latter doctrine of the law, therefore, makes no Christian. For the wrath and displeasure of God abide upon us still, because we cannot keep what God demands of us. But this, namely the doctrine of faith, brings pure grace, and makes us godly and acceptable to God. For by this knowledge we obtain love, and delight in all the commandments of God, because here we see that God gives Himself entire to us, with all that He has and is able to do, to aid and direct us in keeping the Ten Commandments. THE FATHER ALL CREATURES, THE SON HIS ENTIRE WORK, AND THE HOLY GHOST ALL HIS GIFTS. LET THIS SUFFICE CONCERNING THE CREED TO LAY A FOUNDATION FOR THE SIMPLE, THAT THEY MAY NOT BE BURDENED, SO THAT, IF THEY UNDERSTAND THE SUBSTANCE OF IT, THEY THEMSELVES MAY AFTERWARDS STRIVE TO ACQUIRE MORE, AND TO REFER TO THESE PARTS WHATEVER THEY LEARN IN THE SCRIPTURES, AND MAY EVER GROW AND INCREASE IN RICHER UNDERSTANDING. FOR AS LONG AS WE LIVE HERE, We shall daily have enough to do, to preach, and to learn this. End of the Third Article